here leading in worship, half are um, in the congregation worship, and thinking what a gift that is to be able to worship together this Sunday. Um, and for me to be able to receive worship and receive a sermon, um, what a gift this is to all of us. So thank you very much for leading us in worship this morning. Um, but now let us go to God in prayer. Almighty and all of me, God, you are indeed a miracle worker. You are indeed a promise keeper. When Christ was dead on the cross, when he was laid in a tomb, it seemed like there was no way possible, except you, through the power of your Holy Spirit, made a way. You raised Jesus Christ from the dead and ushered in, ushered in a moment, a movement, where we could come to you, where we could know that you are a God who keeps your promises, where what you have promised to do in our lives will be made good. The work you began at Easter, you have continued through the power of your church, and we are gathered here, not only to remember what you did, but to take our place in that ongoing work. Because when there seemed like there was no way possible in our lives, you made a way. When it seemed like promises that we had heard were going to come back void, you keep your promises. You have called us child. You have raised us to new life in your spirit. And so we are here to worship you. To feel your spirit, to hear your word. And to be sent out into the world to live as Easter people. So God, we pray now for Mario who will deliver your word. We pray that the words of his mouth and the meditations of all our hearts would be acceptable in your sight. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Good morning again. Buenos dias. Me. Sorry. <laughs> How are you guys today this morning? It's a beautiful morning. It's a good day. Yesterday the weather was great. Today it's supposed to be the same or on the same, right? So so I hope you all wake up this morning, woke up this morning and saw the daylight and you thank God for it. For the air we breathe, and for everything He has given us. Porque Dios es bueno. God is good. Amen? Dios es bueno. Siempre bueno. Our scripture for today, it's going to be found in John. You know where that is, right? John, chapter 20, verse 19 to 31. Juan, Evangelio, según San Juan, capítulo 20. Versículos del 19 al 31. I'll be jumping back and forth a little bit like we do on the bilingual service. Um, it's not going to be like a one-on-one -on -one translation, but, you know, it's a bilingual service. And I don't know if you have seen many comedians when they're Hispanic heritage, they go back and forth. We kind of try to do that. Sometimes we do one-on-one -on -one translation, but sometimes Peter and I kind of go just a little bit in Spanish and 90% in English. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, we're practicing. 
Um, but the scripture today, it's found in John. All those who have it, please stand up if you're able. I'm going to have Peter read it in Spanish. And Mike, read it in English. And we begin. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Cuando llegó la noche de aquel mismo día, el primero de la semana, estando las puertas, las puertas cerradas en el lugar donde los discípulos estaban reunidos, por medio de los judíos, vino Jesús y puesto en medio les dijo, Paz a vosotros. Y cuando les hubo dicho esto, les mostró las manos y el costado, y los discípulos se regocijaron viendo al Señor. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Entonces Jesús les dijo otra vez, Paz a vosotros, como, como me envió el Padre. Así también yo os envío. Y habiendo dicho esto, sopló y les dijo, Recibid el Espíritu Santo. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. A quienes remitiréis los pecados, les son remitidos. Y a quienes se los retuviereis, les son retenidos. Pero Tomás, uno de los doce, llamado Dímido no estaba con ellos cuando Jesús vino. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came in and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Le dijeron, pues los otros discípulos, al Señor hemos visto. Él les dijo, si no viene en sus manos la señal de los clavos, y metiere mi dedo en el lugar de los clavos, y metiere mi mano en su costado, no creeré. Ocho días después estaban otra vez sus discípulos dentro, y con ellos Tomás. Llegó Jesús, estando las puertas cerradas, y se puso en medio y les dijo, Paz a vosotros. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and put out your hand, and place it on my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Luego dijo a Tomás, Pon aquí tu dedo. Mira mis manos y acerca tu mano y métela en mi costado 
y no seas incrédulo, sino creyente. Entonces Tomás respondió y le dijo, Señor mío, Dios mío. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Jesús le dijo, ¿Por qué, me ha, por qué has visto? Tomás creíste. Bienaventurados los que no vieron y creyeron. Hizo además Jesús muchas otras, seño, otras señales en presencia de sus discípulos, los cuales no están escritas en este libro, pero estas se han escrito para que creáis que Jesús es el Cristo, el Hijo de Dios, y para que creyendo tengáis vida en su nombre. Amén. The word of God for the people of God. Amén. Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, thank you for your word. Thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you because you speak to us in every moment of our lives. Whenever we're going through anything, good times, bad times, you always have a word for us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So, today it's called the second Sunday of Easter, right? Um, so, last Sunday, what did we celebrate? Celebramos que? Las Pascuas. What was that? Easter, right? And we retold the story of the resurrection. Today, in the scripture, we found the disciples hidden, locked, in a room. But to give you a little context, a few hours before Mary Magdalene, a few before Mary Magdalene had seen Jesus, right? And Simon Peter and John had seen the empty tomb with the linen and everything, and they went to tell the others. But they were in this room, with the door locked, tenían miedo, they were afraid. But why were they afraid? There are a lot of things that were crossing through their minds at this time, at this moment. Estaban asustados, no sabían qué hacer. They had heard from Jesus himself that, like the temple, was going to be destroyed and put back again in three days, right? So he was going to come back. Jesús iba a resucitar. But it's one thing to experience and see things, and another just to hear it. They've seen many miracles. Habían visto muchos milagros, habían escuchado a Jesús hablar de muchas cosas, but they were still scared because the, the Jews, the authorities, have heard, you know, the rumors have started. Jesus is not in the tomb, so what are they going to do? Okay, let's look for the disciples. This is a trick. They took the body and now they want to make their savior, you know, a saint. They want to make him immortal. So they were scared because of that and also 
Because they just heard that Jesus was alive. They knew that, but then it wasn't until Mary and Simon Peter and John told them the tomb is empty. Mary said, he said my name. They're like, okay, wow. You know, th there were a lot of thoughts crossing their minds. Había muchas cosas pasando por la mente de ellos. So that, this is where we find the disciples in our scripture today. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, now, they are, do you know where they were? Based on the scriptures and other parts of the scriptures, they were hidden in a room, but do you know which room was that? It was the same room that a few days back, they were having a meal. The same room that their feet were washed by their teacher. Where Jesus welcomed them into a new life of a servant friends when he told them, love one another as I love you. Serve one another as I have served you. Unbind one another from the death bands of sin and let my love bind you to me and to one another deep in the hearts of God. Now they are here together, locked with fear, even after what they heard from Mary and uh, the others. But they are scared, wondering what will happen now. What is going to happen next? When are we going to see Jesus? There were a lot of questions that could be in their minds. How they will live their lives. Now and that the news of Jesus' resurrection were coming out. But this is a very human response. They were scared. They didn't know what to do. I think like us, if we were at that time, si estuviésemos allí, estaríamos también un poco asustados. Porque vimos a nuestro maestro ser crucificado y resucitar. We saw, if we were there, we would see our master crucified. And now we hear what he said, that he had been resurrected. We, like them, can sometimes lock ourselves in, in our lives, in our house, when we have gone through different things, grieving, wounded, of, or we have been threatened. I know of a friend who, when her mom died, she locked herself in the house. She didn't want to come out. She didn't want to talk to anybody. Even though her friends were trying to reach her, you know, support her, she locked everybody else out. In a similar way, like the disciples were hiding, were locked. And I imagine there are other stories that you might know of grieving or feeling lost, where people sh just shut themselves in and the world out. About a grief you could not let go. About a pain that you kept alive. An anger you fueled. Or a grudge you nursed. Because it seems to be the only thing you had left. Pueden haber muchas razones por las cuales tú no quieras que la gente esté, se acerque a ti. Tú te escondas porque te pasó algo. Se murió alguien. Te sientes asustado por algo por tu vida. Perhaps you also lock out the world. Block out the tender companions of our friends because of fear, because of something. And so, we can think that like the disciples, at that time, the first disciples, faced life, they didn't know what to expect. We could also 
relate to them because also sometimes when we don't know what to do, we hide, like I said, right? Now, the scripture today tells us something else that happens just then and there. It tells us that Jesus appeared to them even when the door was closed. Death or a door are no barrier to Jesus. A tomb is not the end, but a doorway to a new life. So Jesus comes to us as Jesus came to those first disciples, unhindered by the walls we build around ourselves to keep others away and our, ourselves safe. Unstopped by the doors we lock out of anger or anxiety. Unimpended by the grief or fear that takes our breath away. Jesus comes at Jesus as Jesus always comes when we are full of doubt and disbelief as Thomas was. And we read that in our scripture. He does not push us away. Bids us, he draws us closer to know and receive his peace. As he said to the disciples, peace be with you. The disciples could not stay in that room safe and familiar, and Jesus knew that. They would suffocate there if they stayed. Jesus sent them out into the world, into the very world they feared, into the flesh, the fresh air of the future they could not see, saying, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Just as Jesus sent you, as sent me today, we remember today, the second Sunday of Easter, the same way that Jesus sent the disciples out into the world, and he told them, go out. He pushed them. He, he gave them a notch. Jesus doesn't push you. He gives you a notch to keep on moving so you don't get stuck. He is sending us today. But... He not only did that, he did something else. Jesús hizo algo más. Él sopló aliento y el Espíritu Santo a sus discípulos. Jesus breathed into us a deep peace, a deep peace, and the Holy Spirit into them. Jesus unbinds us from the fear that haunts us, the pain and the grief we have fallen in love with, the shame and guilt that holds us captive, even the doubt and disbelief that keeps us from entering God's future with hope. Jesus frees us in order that we might forgive and free others in his name. As Jesus bent to watch the feet of his disciples, astonishing them with the signs of the inbreaking reign of God, so Jesus stooped to serve us, to receive and feed us, with the bread and wine of the Holy Communion, he bent to watch and heal us, renewing each day the grace of his love in our lives, the grace of our baptism. He speaks our name as he spoke in Mary's name, calling us to turn from grief and to turn again towards the dawn that we might proclaim as she did, Christ is alive. We have seen the Lord. Jesus is sending us forth, but better yet, Jesus is not sending us alone. We are not alone. We are never alone. 
he's always with us. But Jesus, like I said, he, what he did, he, he went like, <laughs> imagine, they're like, what is he doing? But he knows every, everything he does, right? <laughs> As we read in the scripture, he breathed unto them the Holy Spirit, and it has been given to us too. We are baptized with the Holy Spirit. We have been empowered. In Acts 1, 5-8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Therefore, he is not sending us alone. We are not alone. And the Holy Spirit will guide us and teach us and show us what Jesus wants us to know and wants us to do. In John 16, 12-14, it says, When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So let us proclaim, like Mary, Christ is alive. We have seen the Lord. And get out of our safe, familiar rooms with towels and basins in hand. To live as servant friends, as Jesus taught them, to, be, to live a backward life. Because we weren't born to be served. We were born to serve others. So let's get out into the world like he is telling us to do. To go out, to proclaim his word. So we can pour our lives for the world that God loves so much. May this be for you as it is for me today and every day. Amen. I hope that every day when you wake up, you feel God's love and God's grace. Sometimes there's days that you wake up and you may feel, bleh. you may feel that you don't want to get out of bed, that you're tired. This world has so many things against you, us, and like you, I feel that way some days. Sometimes I don't want to wait. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do stuff. But you got to remember that you are never alone. God is always with you and me. His Holy Spirit is always with you and me. El Espíritu de Dios está en este lugar, está con nosotros. His Holy Spirit is with us. He always let us know somehow that we are not alone. When we feel alone, just take a moment. Take a breath. Try to listen to what God has for you, the message that he has for you, because he's always with us. And he's always trying to give us a notch, give us a push to keep moving forward. Amen? Now I leave our pastor, Matt. And I hope that you always remember that we celebrate Easter each and every day. Communion is a reminder to us that God is continually present with us. That God is continually pouring out God's Holy Spirit upon us. And the work that God began on Easter is continued through us. So we come today, remembering that in that upper room, 
on the night in which Christ gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, again gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Almighty and all-living God, as you poured out your Holy Spirit upon your disciples gathered in that same upper room, we pray that your Holy Spirit would be poured out on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice, that they might be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Along with these prayers, God, we lift to you the finances of Spirit and Life Church. We pray that your Holy Spirit would come and break through in a way that we have not been able. Do what we cannot do ourselves. Change what we cannot change ourselves, including you changing us. We pray that your power and glory be at work here without limits. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit, in your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen.